Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 210. This week, I'm catching up with Emily and Amy Chung, also known as the Rangoon Sisters. Doctors by day, supper club hosts by night, Emily and Amy are making it their mission to put Burmese food on the culinary map. We talk all about the sisters' food journey, from learning traditional dishes with their mum and grandma, to setting up their first supper club in a pub, and writing a new cookbook which celebrates their favourite Burmese dishes and adds a few twists of their own. Thanks for coming to chat to us today. Hi. Hello. Hello. You can speak. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought um, it'd be great to have you on. We've got one of your recipes in our yes. Olive Magazine August issue, the Burmese fried chicken, which we'll talk about later. Right. But I just wanted to, you've got such a fascinating story. And um, Alice, uh, your publicist, sent me over a PDF of the book. So I've been reading oh. that and marking up some of the recipes to make. I've got my own, the egg curry, because I'm obsessed <gasps> with egg curries we love, as well. We love the egg curry, so great. I know. I just love a simple yeah. thing that you've got the ingredients exactly. for in your cupboard. So I, I, I earmarked that one straight away. Good choice. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to talk a little bit about your journey. Um, obviously, a lot of the book is about family and history. So like, what, what are your first cooking memories from when you were small? I've, I was thinking about this. I've got quite, um, yeah, it was quite a big moment. It, it was a really, it was a memory that I've had from when I was really quite small and when I used to stay around our grandmas and she used to babysit us. And it's just this memory of being completely sort of suffocated <laughs> by, um, <laughs> okay. and having to run out the house as my grandma was frying chilies. Oh and, God, and just completely yeah. fumigating the entire house with the chilies. And I was just like, what is this? What is this fog that's spreading <laughs> around the house? Yeah, it was It was like being like a pepper spray effect in the house. And I, I remember because yeah. it was quite a lot smaller and she was oh, crying, God. her eyes were streaming. <laughs> so that's because I think grandma is obviously one of our 
big cooking influences and certainly remember spent a lot of time with her after school and we'd come home and she'd be cooking Burmese dishes um Obviously not now, but I think when you're little, it's kind of a bit overwhelming. Especially that sense as um, well of you know when I, I know um, it, it's just it just gets in your eyes oh, and yeah. up your nose, yeah. and you literally can't yes. get away from it. Yes, yeah. But I think the other thing I remember from her and mum from cooking memories as children is mm. onions. Yeah. So lots of frying of onions, whether that's from cooking Burmese curries, but also you know bolognese I think that's one of the first things I remember learning to cook was just a bolognese and chopping up onions and carrots and garlic I think yeah I think it was one of the first things I I I think I learned bolognese and then I (laughs) I went off and made a lasagna and thought I was like a genius cook for putting that together it's funny though because you have got like an entire it's not an entire chapter but you've got a section devoted to frying onions which I'm a big fan of (laughs) I think it's good it's great that we like this is perfect (laughs) for you yeah it's <laughs> perfect basically if you, you if you can't if you're not comfortable with onions you're going to yeah. struggle but I think most people yeah. <laughs> but anyway if, if you're not comfortable with onions there's a whole um double page spread which explains exactly mm. how to get to grips with yes. them um so you said you mentioned your Burmese grandma so she, was she the person that you learned to cook from or was it your mum or was it your other grand um what, what were the influences i think it was mainly mum and and Mm. grandma and the funny thing is obviously in writing the cookbook is getting those quantities and uh, quantities right because you kind of watch them growing up and they put this and that in there's no precision at all no measurements no such thing as a tablespoon or weighing of anything (laughs) it's it's this and that and then they taste it and you mm. need a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that. And I think for some of them, you know, we've we tried to watch them. You have to watch them yeah. like a hawk because they will add things without letting you know. And sometimes they don't even remember what they put in. And it's, <laughs> it's like they're sort of in, in a, a trance. Yeah. In a trance, yeah. And they're just <laughs> adding this thinking. and that. And, and you say, did you add this? Yeah, did you add? I thought, I'm sure this goes in it. And, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know. Did it? So, Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is classic grandma cooking. Mm. My my grandma we were talking about the other week. She used to she used to mm. bake um, cakes and bread and everything, and not use scales. And I was, and these days it's like everyone goes, "Oh, baking's a science." And I was like, my grandma used to knock out Gosh. some pretty good cakes. Wow, just, you know, well, that's, that's for baking. Yeah, to know it for baking, I would I would be. I mean, she wasn't making yeah. patisserie or anything. It was it was like a Victoria <laughs> sponge. But it's, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's innate and, skill? And, and, yeah um it, apart from sort of bolognese what were the first kind of things that you remember sort of cooking yourselves or was it or were you like the helper in the kitchen rather than the I think probably when we were younger we were the helpers probably more so yeah um but actually it was sort of soon <laughs> we started yeah. taking over the kitchen to be honest because I have quite early memories of just both of us two sort of being in the kitchen and um, yeah. we took over the Christmas sort of lunch fairly soon oh, I think and mum was quite happy to give that over to yeah, us yeah I bet she was <laughs> she was like okay it's well, my we'll dream. Let, leave it to it I'll just like relax while you go and sort everything out in the kitchen so yeah we we you know we would plan the Christmas lunch really like we'd be looking yeah. through lots of magazine articles good housekeeping and and yeah. <laughs> and all the Nigella books and everything and planning yeah. it to a, you know having making sure that we had like this 
amazing big lunch. And so, yeah, we were, yeah. we were used to doing that from quite a young age, I think, actually, soon taking over and, you know. Yeah, I think from helping and, like, I remember my our dad was Chinese and, okay. you know, they used to entertain a lot. And I remember all, all of us sitting around and wrapping mm. up wontons, oh, you know, wow. filling them up and sealing them up. And it'd be like a production line of that. And then soon you... I mean, they obviously trusted yeah. us because then we let they let us just Amazing. do it. <laughs> I love the fact that you got you got hold of the Christmas lunch. Did did you kind of did you go very traditional, or did you bring in some Chinese Burmese things into the the lunch too? Yeah, I think generally we're quite yeah. traditional. Except uh, what what I we really I still really like to do this is you know when you've mm. had the, the tin that the meat's yeah. been in, and then we'd always have leftover. We still do always have leftover rice mm. in the fridge. And so we would, I remember dad would get the leftover rice and then um, put it in the tin mm. with all the juices and, or, you know, and, and then mush it up and then you'd have, you know, your roast potatoes oh. and everything. And then this kind of really tasty oh, rice. It's the best, just... actually. Actually, it, you're making me crave it now because I haven't had it all yeah, while, I'm, but, but double carbs. I haven't had breakfast. I haven't had breakfast, so that's make my stomach's actually just growling <laughs> at the thought, thought of that. It's it's weird because you also mentioned rice in the book and you say it's it's like the cornerstone of, you know, Burmese mm-hmm. food. It's like yeah. rice is there, yeah. rice is present at, at most meals, I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. So yes, you definitely. see like mounds of it on the table yeah. and you're just like, how can you eat all that rice? But like, they, you know, when we were in Burma just at the end of last year, yeah. everybody just... Yeah. eats and eats and eats it all don't know how they yeah they stay so thin tell us yeah tell us about when you went back to Burma for the first time because you were you were quite I mean you were both adults by then mm. weren't you when you returned to visit what was it like what was the was it quite overwhelming did you feel an instant connection I mean I mean it was obviously a really really big moment for us because for years yeah. you know you hear all the things about Burma just from mum and from grandma seeing photos and just from what their accounts are. But actually being in the place, you know, and seeing all these famous landmarks and just being mm. around, you know, just more Burmese people, it, you know, yeah. it's really amazing, really exciting for us, really eye-opening. Um, and for mum, particularly because she hadn't been back for over 40 years. Wow. You know, so it was so emotional, really yeah. for her as well and we all went back together as a family so I think it was really good that we could do that all together as well yeah yeah, yeah you, I think you said in the book yeah. there was she had a pickled tea leaf salad oh, which yeah. kind of made her well up because the the memory sense of being there definitely I, mean, I think that's mm. it's it's interesting how food has a lot you know food in itself is you know can be have so many memories and those familiar yeah. tastes you know it, being back in a place like that yeah yeah takes you back takes you takes you back I think it took her back to her you know Mm. growing up and you know lots of the food Mm. did and you know that hadn't changed those things were still there and Mm. they tasted the same and although we'd have we'd sort of take eaten obviously eaten it in England but there's something quite I don't know just a bit different about having it there in in the kind of environment and just tastes so good and being a bit yeah. warmer and around um you know the atmosphere yeah. and everything was really cool. nice um so I, I 
mentioned in the um in the intro you're both doctors you managed how did you how on earth did you manage to balance um because I imagine you're pretty busy as doctors day to day and you managed to set up a supper club I mean how on earth did that happen how did it come about so we both went to a supper club in um that someone was sort of set had set up where they were having different different types of food every couple of weeks so we went to one and we just sort of got chatting to the organizer and I think it wasn't there wasn't really much thinking about it we I think Amy and I just thought well we could do this with Burmese food because people you know it's not that easy to get Burmese food um in London (laughs) why don't we do one and the organizer said yeah okay it's very crazy isn't it thinking about that really yeah and I think, you know, now when people ask us, oh, how would, you know, how, what would you do to start off a supper club? And I might say, oh, you know, start small, mm. invite 10 people around. But actually, we just launched in. In, um, an event for 60, 60. people. yeah. On the first night. And, wow. yeah. And, I mean, we. I think it was partly that we just wanted to see if we could rise to the challenge yeah. in a way. Um, and but somehow we did. It worked. It worked. It worked out <laughs> despite all the chaos of the uh, of the evening, dishing out everything. Um, yeah. You know, we at the end of it, they wanted to actually. They were asking us to come outside of the kitchen, and we were like, "Oh, okay, oh. say something." They were saying, "Say something," <laughs> and then we, we came out, and then everybody was just. Re- all the guests were really lovely. They wanted to sort of personally say thank you and and say how much they enjoyed the food and we were like gosh okay so this must have gone well then Uh, (laughs) so I think yeah after this you know it was a challenge and people obviously ended up enjoying it so I think from you know we just kept going after that because obviously there was people wanting to taste Burmese food and they yeah there's a lot of interest so it all can you Can you explain for people who are unfamiliar with Burmese food what a tip because you said it's it's usually like a spread of different dishes can you explain what what you would normally have within that spread Okay yeah so um yeah I guess typically if you think about the meal it would have be lots of dishes all on a table together so you eat mm. all eaten at the same time and you would have a selection of curries so that could be meat or fish curries seafood curries and then you'd also have these epic Burmese salads on the table as mm. well. Um, you, you might have a lapetho, so the tea leaf salad, or you can have an aubergine salad. Um, and then you have, obviously, lots of rice alongside that. Um, yeah. You'd also probably have a soup. Um, always tend to sort of have quite a... It, it's kind of more like a very clear, brothy soup, quite a simple oh, okay. soup. But usually sometimes in Burma, they use it sort of... They'll have a little sip sort of in between t- uh, sort of mouthfuls of curry and salads okay um and then you'll also have you know a, a vegetable platter sort of lots of um, raw vegetables for dipping into like a really rich sour sauce usually as well so a uh, lots of different a uh, variety of dishes all on the table together yeah and little little dishes of kind of pickled mm. veg um crispy shrimpy condiments to add so you can kind of have a real mix yeah. of tastes in one Fantastic. meal. So um, textures, textures as well. You yeah. like textures. And you can kind of make your meal whatever. Oh, yeah. If you're like into the the heat or the sourness, you Definitely. can kind of sour yes. it up. Or, Definitely. Yes. Yeah. 
more if you want if you're into your heat from chili you can have it more chili or you're not it's quite flexible stick around for more from emily and amy including some of their favorite burmese dishes to try um you've got a a handy glossary in the book as well which there's a lot of explanation about certain ingredients um you know within Mm. burmese cuisine can we talk about a few of those that I've, I've not come about before? You've mentioned lapet a couple of mm. times. Yes. Which is the, pic- mm. is that pickled tea leaf? It is. Yes. So, I mean, that's definitely something that's unique to to Burma. And it's, I mean, it's, it's tea that's been pickled over a you know, certain amount of time and it sort of becomes... Um, <laughs> intensely flavoured I, I find it hard to describe it's it's um quite unique it's very slightly okay. bitter but um has umami it's when you mix it up with you know to make it into the salad so that would be with um you have fresh mm. cabbage um and mm. crunchy crispy beans garlic and mm. nuts um, and then with lime, chili, garlic oil, um, and you can add a bit of fresh tomato as well. So it's kind of fresh. You get the caffeine hit from wow. the tea. <laughs> um, it's a really delicious thing to have, usually at the end of yeah. meal. Um, and I think people are always really surprised by it when yeah. they have it. We usually have it every supper club, and they're really surprised by it because. You know, to be honest, the pickled tea, obviously the appearance of just the pickled tea is not necessarily the most mm. beautiful thing because it's obviously kind of a bit dark and a yeah. bit <laughs> But when you combine it like that, it's it's really um, delicious, the textures and the... Just, I mean, how I, I always find it really hard to describe. <laughs> it is hard. I think it like, is really hard to describe. And everybody, because well, yeah, it's unique, isn't it? Yeah. Because we've had people at the supper clubs who, after they've tasted it, they're like, "It reminds me of a pesto or like oh. a cheese." And I'm like, "Really? Can't say I've had that." But I think people, you know, yeah. doesn't for me, it doesn't. Yeah. But I think it's definitely unique. I mean, it's so. I think that yeah, that's definitely one thing that. And you can, you know, in terms of getting it here now, you can get it yeah. online here, which is really good. So you good. buy it, like, in, is it in a jar or in a pack? In or? A, usually in a jar. It comes in a jar. Like ready pickled. Someone's done. done all the work for yeah. you. Yeah. All Someone's done. done the work. All done. Yeah. And you can, you can, and you know, you can, you can mm. buy the crunchy bean mix. You can, I mean, we've got a recipe to make the mix at, in, nice. in the book. Um, so, you know, it's really easy and it's nothing that's hard to get yeah. hold of and you can just fry it yeah, up yourself and you can buy it if you feel yeah <laughs> and then you mentioned dried shrimp before as well I think that features quite oh, yes. heavily yes I mean I think that's one that's probably one of the primary tastes in Burmese food mm. as well as that that saltiness that you get from that from a mm. dried shrimp or or a shrimp paste or fish sauce so all those elements, you know, are quite feature quite heavily in, in Burmese cuisine as well. Yeah. Um, so you get that saltiness. And those, I mean, you can get, you know, from most Asian supermarkets, yeah. you can get those mm. items from anyway. And fish sauce you yeah. can get in most supermarkets, I think. Exactly, anyway, yeah. So, you know, that's all yeah. accessible. And, uh, you know. I think the... I think that the the, 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 the mm. peel, you know, shrimp or fish paste, it's kind of... Because uh, that a lot of that is made in um, the in the south of Burma, where our grandparents okay. come from. So it's kind of 
a big a big thing from from where where they where their roots are so yeah you know that's that's kind of oh yeah it's a nice connection isn't it I think as well um so just talking about the book how did how did you start thinking when did the idea first come let's do book or did someone approach you after one of the supper clubs I I mean I think um I remember people had asked, would you ever do a book? And we we thought, well, yeah, we'd mm. love to, but I, I don't think we necessarily thought that would become a reality. And then I, I think because we had a, had had a bit more um, <clears throat> presence, you know, a bit more things coming out in, in the press and then the 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 restaurant critic, Grace Dent, had our food and had been really That's positive great. about it, which was amazing. So... After that, I think sort of opportunities mm. came. Uh, the opportunity became a reality that you know we got asked whether we would like to, to do mm. a book, and of course we really yes. embraced it because it was you know it was no better way to kind of be able to document what mm. we've done and to be able to share it. And you know, ultimately, I think we want to sh- the whole reason of doing supper clubs is to yeah. share our love for Burmese food and to get people to try it and to love it too and so this is just the perfect way to mm. be able to share that it's like our love story to mm. our family and our food and it really so comes across in yeah. the book as well you know reading it there was so much in all of the introductions Aww. and chapters that really kind of resonated and made me feel like I was kind of you were like drawing me in with your story and then I was getting to the rest and the recipes um, I think it was Martin Poole that shot them. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. I mean, the book is stunning, oh, and the food looks stunning you. as well. So, no, thank you thank for making you. it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it's a gift. It's a gift for oh, us, yeah. um, food editors, to have um, you know to be able to like use a recipe from a book and just have such beautiful pics. Oh. Um, yeah. We, tell us about. Well, we, we're just really yeah. yeah <laughs> and talented. Come on, pick yourself up. <laughs> Um, tell us about some of the recipes from the book. What are, what are your favourites? I know you mentioned Grace Dent. Had she she tried your isn't Mahinga mm. the mm. Um, because that's that's a really um, particular dish to Burma, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, that's a really you know important dish. It's it's the national dish of Burma, and so you find it everywhere, all across the country, um, and it is you know it's a really delicious dish. Um, and you get basically a bowl of, of rice vermicelli noodles on the bottom and then you get this really mm. aromatic um, fish-flavoured broth that you pour on top. Wow. And then you have all the condiments on top, which we said is really important in Burmese cuisine. Yeah. So you get the lime for some more freshness and zinginess. You get chilli for the spice. And then you get this wonderfully crispy deep-fried um, sort of chana dal fritter that you also have on top mm. for extra texture and then you get a boiled egg as well for a creaminess Amazing. so all of that together you know <laughs> together, makes yeah. this you know epic bowl um, of deliciousness um and it's no wonder that's no national dish of burma because you know, we, re- yeah. we think it's really great um, and it represents everything oh, that yeah, you were talking yeah, about like all of the exactly. flavors and all of the yeah you can make it your own again you know and um, depending on what sort of flavors you like primarily so yeah yeah it's great it's great 
and and I was going to mention because I keep seeing it pop up everywhere on Instagram, oh. including like Cassie, who's my colleague oh. on BBC Good Food, oh, made yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So your co- your coconut chicken noodles. Mm. Um, mm. Sorry, I, I don't have the Burmese name to hand, but um, it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of gone viral, hasn't it? Everyone started making yeah, it. It's amazing. Well, yeah, it's lovely. It's it's so nice to see other people make make dishes of ours, and uh, yeah, so that that's Onokaus Ware. I think that's definitely one of our family yeah. favourites. We'd have it often for birthdays and celebrations. It's and that's the it's kind of more egg noodles, and on and on top of that, you have a coconut chicken soup, which is mm. warming, rich, comforting. And then again, you would have you can have some boiled egg, uh, soft boiled Gorgeous. egg, uh, lime, and then crispy mm. fried noodles. So again, you have that texture with the softness mm. and the heat and the com- it's a real comfort food, something that you can dress up for celebrations, but also just have in the week if you just need a bit of warmth yeah. after a hard day. And um, I think the other, you know, we it's kind of a dish that we had just have a lot of you know memories from birthdays and parties and competing to see how many bowls we could all eat and you know, <laughs> all those kind of things that we do as children. Fantastic. What's what are some of your other favorites from the book? I think we've, I'll let Amy give give her first, hmm. but one of mine is is a is that is maybe a bit of a controversial one, but it's uh the Chinese dough sticks or, or I mean in in Burma they call them each oh, okay. Um, but they're sort of more of a, I think, Chinese origin. It's like a long donut, almost like a donut dough stick, which is deep fried. It's crispy. It's light. Mm. I, I think why I, that stands out to me is because it's something that my dad, our dad, absolutely mm. loved. And he'd be really chuffed that we included it, yeah. those in. And it's, and I guess it's, it sort of reflects the fact that in Burma, there's a lot of influences from you know, other yeah. Uh, cuisines surrounding it so Chinese Indian food you can mm. get there so and and the other thing is that you know you can have it sweet so in Burma often you'd have it mm. dipped you know that people just dip it dip it in condensed mm. milk and yes. it's really nice. <laughs> or you, can, you can have it in in ours and dad would have it you know with yeah. congee in a sort of Chinese Amazing. way in a more yeah. savory fashion so I think it's kind of a win or thing fantastic but can be easy whenever you probably have some more uh, what about you Amy yeah one of the dishes that I really yeah one of the dishes that probably is one of my favorites as well is is a salad dish which mm. is anything but your typical salad um so it's called <laughs> tamila tho and it's a it's, it's rice salad and um basically I think it's it's a dish that we've had a lot is sort of growing oh. up we tend to have it sort of me Emily mum and grandma we'd all have it together um and basically you get sort of again a number of dishes on a table um it would be you'd get some rice you'd get (laughs) noodles egg noodles and then uh often vermicelli noodles as well potatoes okay or cooked right (laughs) um we also call this carb fest salad as well so you'll see why um and then you get all the condiments to flavor all these sort of items so you'd get tamarind you get uh, dried shrimp chili fish sauce um and you get garlic oil toasted ram flour 
which is another thing that was, is used a lot in Burmese cuisine, actually toasted oh, ground yeah. flour, which adds a sort of nuttiness and texture to nice. things. So you'd have all of these spread out on a table and then what you do is you basically take a bit of each and you put it into your yeah. own plate and you mix up again, depending on oh, nice. how you like sort of flavours and whether you like, you know, a lot of potato more than noodles and everybody makes their own bowl and has, you know, every bowl will be different basically. Fantastic. Um, and it just reminds me of sort of getting together, sharing food. Um, yeah. And I think it also reflects how Burmese cuisine is with all the sort of different textures, different yeah. flavors, and how amazing salads are again. Yeah. <laughs> we look, I, love a, I love a salad, especially when it's made up of 90% carbs. Yeah. Who could say no to that? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> um, we are, yeah. It, next when this comes out mm. um it'll be next week which is the the, the 31st <clears throat> i believe you've got a virtual supper club happening that day is that right yes we do um so it might be too yes. late for people to join it but i'm hoping that you know you'll keep doing them or they'll be able to go to your what's the what's the setup then are people going to go and buy the ingredients and then join the supper club and cook together or how does it work so um they so fortunately so, someone else is doing the cooking okay. so and there's this um company london kitchen deliveries oh. they've sort of set up a food delivery in london since lockdown so they have um curated a menu based on <clears throat> recipes from the oh, book fantastic. really nice menu yeah. of dishes and then they will deliver them in uh, you know on on the friday and then we've set up a zoom for that evening if you know, people don't have to join us, but they can do. And some of um, the team from Ebury who don't live in London will be mm. cooking the, the dishes cool. as well and eating them with us. I mean, I guess yeah. we'll, have we'll, we'll have to do some cooking as well. <laughs> we'll have to do some cooking, yeah. Because, um, I mean, and who knows what's going to happen in terms of yeah. future supper clubs. Obviously, we hope that we will go back to some kind of normality yeah, at some definitely. point. But I think this is a nice way of 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 being able to continue and we I think the, the next thing we well we are definitely going to do is some cook that's great yes cool so um, yeah. where can people find out about them I think the best thing to do is to sign up to our okay. newsletter or just follow Instagram. us on Instagram is probably so that, you know Instagram is just the quickest I, way I agree yeah. definitely every, every everyone I follow on Instagram that's where you get the news exactly. first so that that'll be like uh, is that at Rangoon Sisters? Yes. On Instagram? Yes, yes. And then what's your yeah, um, yeah. website called? Is it just Rangoon Sisters? It's just rangoonsisters.com. Um, and then you, that's where you can sign right. up for the mailing okay. list. But, um, I, I, and the cook-along, there's the first one is on the 15th yes. of Fantastic. August, isn't it, Amy? And that's that's all. Uh, we're doing that in aid of um, Medical Action Myanmar, okay. which is an NGO in 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 Myanmar who we both volunteered with um, doing medical Amazing. training. Okay. Well, that's so, great. And, and, and this is nice, out on the 31st, nice so people yes. will be in plenty time to, oh, yes. to join there that There should up. still be time. Oh, yeah, there should be time to, to, to get yeah. on. And, and um, it's all going to kind of supporting, um, setting up cervical cancer screening wow. and treatment. Um, so that will be a good... That's a great one as well. So... Um, Again, when the when this podcast comes mm. out, your book would have been out a whole day because it's been published on the 30th of yes. July. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so people should have their physical copies yes. by then. Um, so it's published on 30th of July by Ebury. Um, it's called the Rangoon Sisters. 
Did I Rangoon sisters, Rangoon girls? Sorry, girls, I'm getting all Rangoon confused. Sisters, Rangoon, Rangoon sisters, Rangoon sisters. sisters. I said Rangoon girls, didn't I? Sorry. Um, um, right. Yeah, and your recipe for Burmese fried chicken, which oh, has yeah. a very, it's not a secret ingredient, but it's the it's the, the rice flour in the batter is the thing that I think makes it like super crunchy mm. and I've never come across that before. So I absolutely love that with a fantastic like sour tamarind based dipping sauce that's out in Olive yeah. Mag, which is on the 5th of August. But, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming to chat to us today okay. and really good luck with everything thank that's going you. on in the future and maybe keep in touch and thank come so back much. on again when you're oh, doing yeah. something else. Well, we, look, we look forward to seeing your dishes yeah. that you've prepared. Yeah. You've got marked. <laughs> yeah, I'll be posting them, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, curry is coming. Yeah. Emily, Amy, thank you thank so much. Thank you. Thank you. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main platforms and on our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. Why not try a subscription to Olive Magazine this summer and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking? To take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only £5, just go to buysubscriptions.com, allpod720. That's O-L-P-O-D 720. Terms and conditions apply. Stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to. Bye.